Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, research is currently underway looking at conversion therapy that will inform the ban on the practice here in Ireland. It will look at how it operates, the impact it has had on people, and will look at the practice internationally also. They are also looking for people who would like to take part in the study to contact the research team at Trinity College. Leading the research, Dr. Brian Keogh, Associate Professor in Mental Health Nursing at the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Trinity College Dublin. He joins me Good afternoon. Brian, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Could you tell me a little bit about conversion therapy? Um, I, I hear it mentioned uh, often. Of, I always kind of think it's, it sounds so old-fashioned and dated that I'm, I'm surprised it's still talked about. But, but it is still uh, in the world, is it? Yes, and uh, apparently it happens quite regularly uh, worldwide. So um, conversion therapy or Uh, conversion practices are strategies or interventions that aim to change a person's sexual orientation or their gender identity expression. And uh, we know from the international evidence, uh, mainly coming from the United States and Australia, that it can be quite traumatic and harmful for people who experience it. So uh, what we're trying to do is try to kind of understand what it's like for people in Ireland if they've experienced it and what their experiences are like in order to inform the ban that the Minister has been talking about for a little while now. I do tend to associate it with um, America and the Bible states in particular. Um, What kind of, you know, if, if somebody is being recommended for conversion therapy, what would they be talking about doing? Well, uh, Again, from the literature, we know that there are mainly three sort of frameworks and we can't really talk about them in terms of types of conversion therapy or types of conversion practices because there's usually a combination of different approaches used uh, at any one time. So probably the most well-known one is kind of religious or spiritual approaches, which focus on things like prayer um uh, atonement, those sort of spiritual strategies. Then we have more psycho, uh, psychoanalytical approaches, which are things more aligned with traditional forms of therapy, like individual therapy with a counsellor or group therapy uh, with other people. Uh, and uh, they're quite common. And then the third one is kind of like a behavioural approach, where we see people maybe having behavioural modification techniques, similar to uh, people who have might some sort of behavioural problems. Um, and they used quite uh, widely as well. But um, not really one single approach is used in that at any one time. So we normally see the, uh, them being used interchangeably and many people experience all three at any one time. Right. But you're, you're starting off from a position of assuming that there's something wrong with you and you need to be fixed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So very much. And, and I think that's where the harm and the trauma come from them. So they're very much about seeing um, sexuality as being very binary and that being male or being fem- female or being heterosexual are the only natural or healthy ways of expressing sexuality. And they don't really see um, sexualities that fall outside that as being normal. Now, we know over time our interpretations of human sexuality and our understanding of it has grown and we've become to be more accepting and acknowledging that, say, for example, uh, being gay or being lesbian is a normal expression of human sexuality. But many of these approaches don't buy into that interpretation, so they would like to see the person 
live a more heterosexual um, life and they kind of buy into the idea that being gay or being lesbian or being trans is wrong or that people are broken or it's an illness that needs to be cured. Okay. Uh, and this is where some of the harm comes from. Of course. Um, so as I say, I, I tend to associate it with, you know, the Bible states uh, in America in particular. But 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 there are, con- people are being asked to undergo conversion therapy in Ireland. Is that correct? Yes. And like at the moment, we just have some anecdotal evidence that it happens in Ireland. So the research that we're trying to do at the moment is is trying to get a kind of a, a wider feel for how it operates in Ireland to see what sorts of practices are being used to see what types of interventions are common, who has been affected, so who has been targeted or who is undergoing these treatments, uh, issues around things like the consequences of these treatments, so uh, are people assenting or consenting to them or who is doing them, um, where they're happening, and also the long-term consequences of them. So are they causing people harm and does that harm last uh, throughout a person's life? And if so, what sort of support needs might that person need if they have been harmed in some way? And So that's really the focus of our sure. research at the moment. Okay. Um, so in Ireland then, is it kind of, is it in secret in a way? Because I'm thinking I really haven't heard much about this. So, you know, are, are, is it is it kept, you know, low key or not talked about or, or, or just deliberately kept from people's view? Um, well, I think so. And I think that's going to be a challenge is, is trying to kind of reach people who may have been exposed to it. And sometimes it might be that they have had experiences and it didn't realize it at that particular time. And so uh, if it is happening, it's probably happening in a very sort of clandestine way. And it, it could be that people don't really realize that this is what happening, that this is what ha- is happening to them. Um, so it, it, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see about people coming forward. Um, and also, I think because, like, uh, if we look at, um, say, conversion therapies in the 70s and 80s when homosexuality was seen as more of a mental illness, we've kind of moved away from sort of a medical interpretation of conversion therapy and as more psychological and more... Um, religious uh, approaches now. So it may be that we're fo- going to be focusing on those ones rather than people that may have had therapy back in the 80s or the early 90s, as it were. Right. Um, are there dangers with this in terms of bringing in, a, you know, legislation or a ban? Um, is there a possibility some people could try and kind of um, use it to, to make, you know, people with hidden agendas could maybe, you know, take a hold of it somehow? I think, um, like in the UK, for example, where they have issued a ban, that ban hasn't been as all-encompassing as what the minister is planning to do in Ireland. So uh, in Ireland, it's planned to ban conversion therapy for everybody, including people who identify as trans. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I think people may feel that uh, LGBT people should be offered the opportunity to um, change their sexuality if they're not happy with their uh, sexuality. But I think that that might be one argument that's put forward. But we would counter that argument by demonstrating that the the wealth of evidence that exists at the moment um, argues that uh, the the approach is harmful. Right. It sounds like a form of bullying, really, is what really just strikes you. Um, like, 
I don't know, it's, it's, it's probably many people who undergo conversion therapy or who maybe feel under pressure to undergo conversion therapy, they do it because it's, they feel it's the right thing to do. And often they've been socialized to believe that being gay or being lesbian or being trans is wrong. So it does seem like the right thing to do for them at that particular time. So it's maybe only later um, when they uh, kind of think about it that they realize that it was harmful or it wasn't the right thing for them. But I suppose we, we do live in a world that is very kind of, has a lot of heteronormative messages. Yep. So uh, growing up gay can be difficult and people may struggle with that. But I think what people who are struggling need is affirm, uh, affirmation rather than conversion. And they need, um, I suppose, they need an approach that gets asked them to explore the reasons why they are unsure or worried about their LGBT orientation rather than asking them to change. Okay. Um, I suppose realistically what you want to find out is the extent in Ireland, uh, what's happened, what people have experienced. And to that end, you want anyone who may... um, want to know more about the study or wish to take part to contact the research team at Trinity College at conversiontherapy at tcd.ie. That's the one, isn't it? That's it. And we also have a a survey that has been going to be distributed through LGBT organisations that we're working closely with. And we're asking everybody uh, to fill that in, every member of the LGBT community to fill that in. And if people have been offered uh, or had conversion therapy, then they'll be able to contact us through that uh, survey as well. Great stuff. Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.